What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Studio on iHeartRadio. My name's Jordan Runtog, but enough about me. My guest today is an up-and-coming pop prodigy. She began playing piano at age five and made her onstage debut as a teen, singing a song by fellow Texan Don Henley. She's come a long way in the decades since then. Today, she's making a name for herself by fusing her love of 70s singer-songwriters, 80s synth rock, and rhythms from her Cuban heritage into a fresh sound for the dance club charts. You can hear the influences on her 2020 single, Forever Yours, and her latest song, Checkmate. Partially inspired by everyone's favorite quarantine stream, The Queen's Gambit, it's an infectious and empowering anthem in which the queen takes the king. I'm so happy to welcome my guest today, Jenna Rose. Well, I'm speaking to you a few days after the Queen's Gambit won. I think it was 11 Emmys. So it feels appropriate to start with your new single, Checkmate, which has racked up, I think, 5 million views on YouTube and 2.5 million streams. Tell me about the background of that song. How did it first come together? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the Queen's Gambit, which was a huge influence on the song, obviously. So yeah, I just wanted to incorporate the strategy of chess into a song and being a songwriter that's what I try and do with every song is be creative and come up with new ideas and so when I saw the Queen's Gambit I was like oh my gosh and seeing such a strong powerful woman in chess in a game where men and women are on the exact same playing field it was so powerful to me and really resonated and so I I took it to a song and that's how Checkmate came about. That's funny. I, you know, I never really thought about relationships and chess as having much in common, I guess, with strategy. What's some of the more of the overlap there? Yeah, I think with every relationship in your life, whether it's 
um, a romantic relationship, friendship, family, there's strategy. I think we can all admit that. And you talk to people differently and you do different things. And so is stress with chess. You always have to be three moves ahead. And so that's kind of, it relates to life. You said stress there is a really good Freudian slip right there with relationships. <laughs> right? I know. It makes sense. I mean, the lyrics, I mean, they can be pretty cutting at point. My heart is more than a target, but I took a bullet regardless. I mean, where did that come from? Was this inspired by a real relationship or was this this fiction? Where, where did that come from? You know, with every song, I write it for other people, but I take from relationships in my life and experiences that I've had. So it definitely has stemmed from relationships in my life and different things that I've gone through. So yeah, it's definitely real for me. We've all been there, unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, it, unfortunately it, yes. Yeah, it is a, a great track. What was it like working with uh, Nick Furlong? I know he's written with so many great people, Blink-182, Steve Aoki, All Time Low, a number of really wonderful people. What was that collaboration like? It was so fun. He's so talented. And as a fellow songwriter, it's so fun to work with people who are like-minded. And it, it was just such a smooth process and really, really a great experience. I probably should have asked this earlier. Do you play chess? I do. I do. I grew up playing it with my dad. Really? Oh, wow. I mean, I, it's so funny. It's one of those things that I assume I'm okay at. And then I meet people that like have their own chess clocks and like go to like park benches in New York and bring their own pieces and play with strangers. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm not like that. I guess there's I a whole... It. And then you watch the Queen's Gambit as well. And you're like, oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> wow. Oh, I mean, it, it's so cool. The song is such an empowering message. And the visuals are so amazing. I mean, just crazy in the best way. I mean, it's like the Queen's Gambit meets Alice in Wonderland, I think you've said. That seemed like a blast to shoot. It was so much fun. It was like Christmas the whole day long. I kept saying <laughs> that. It like one after the other, every outfit, every scene. It was just like a dream. Oh my God. I mean, you worked with uh, Richie Jackson, I believe, Lady Gaga's choreographer. What was that process like of getting all those steps down? So much fun. I love to dance. And so incorporating that into the music video was something I really, really wanted to do. And Richie was the perfect person for that. He's so talented. And also Lady Gaga has been a huge influence for me as an artist. And her visuals are so insanely amazing. And so having him on the project was just such a blessing. And some of the styles in the video, too, were very, very gaga. I mean, like, come on, that yellow dress when you're on the chessboard, it's so cool. Like, how involved were you with, with, with picking the outfits? Yeah, I have an amazing stylist. Her name is Tiffany Gifford, and she is so talented. And we had our fitting, and we knew that we wanted a crazy cool dress on the life-size chessboard, and she delivered with that. When I saw the yellow dress, my jaw dropped. I was I was so excited. And all the fashion, fashion is so important to me as an artist. I think fashion and music go hand in hand. And to, so to have that in my video, so cool. I was going to say, I saw your uh, your countdown, your favorite Met Gala looks on, uh, I think it was on Twitter the other day. You feel like you need your own style blog or something. That was awesome. I should have a style blog. That's a good idea. Yeah, seriously. Did they let you keep the uh, the yellow dress or any of the uh, the outfits from the set? Unfortunately, no. I did ah. get to keep the bodysuit, the Laquan Smith bodysuit that I oh, wore. Cool. So I have that in my closet. Hopefully one day it'll be an amazing piece to have. Oh, that's so cool. I love going to uh, to vintage stores and thrift stores, me and my girlfriend. I love because I'm in New York and going out in Brooklyn and stuff. I know you're out in LA. Are there any favorite thrift shops or vintage places you like to hit up? 
Oh, I love the Melrose Trading Post here, but I was actually oh, yeah. just in New York. My brother lives in Brooklyn. And so we went oh, thrifting wow. in Brooklyn. Oh, well, do you, you remember any of the places? Uh, hmm. I don't remember the names of them. It was really fun, though, and a great experience thrifting there. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some really cool stores. Uh, you mentioned the Queen's Gambit earlier. Uh, what other shows did you uh, kept you company during the pandemic? I think my parents and I watched all of Homeland. We were just looking for oh my god, yeah. yes. <laughs> And then Outer Banks, of course. I think everyone watched Outer Banks too. But the Queen's Gambit was a big one for me. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and no, we did the... Uh, Oh my God. Yeah. Tiger King, of course, uh, caught up on succession, getting ready for the new season. And, uh, and then we wanted to get cheered up. Have you ever seen the wonder years? It's like kind no, of an old show. Oh, I? Uh, I mean, it's this really sweet. It was this show from the late eighties, like a sitcom about these, these kids growing up in the late sixties. It's just like massive, like hallmarky kind of coming of age, super sweet. Like every episode, I feel like it was like happy tears kind of thing. It was like the, the cheer up moment. If you were, if the news became too much. So I love that. I'm going to give it a try. I think they just, they, uh, they started a remake of it. In fact, I, no one's telling me to say this, but I think it's premiering this week. Actually, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very sweet, but, but anyway, uh, speaking of the wonder years, I wanted to ask you about your early years. Uh, how did you first get into music? I know you started playing piano at like, what, age five? Yeah, I think I was actually four when I started playing piano. I, wow. I started because my brother was taking lessons. My brother's four years older than me, and I was jealous that he <laughs> was taking piano lessons. And so I was like, I have to do this too. And so, yeah, I started piano and guitar when I was four. And then when I was nine my friend asked me if I wanted to do joint singing lessons. And I was kind of like, sure, I guess I will. And so I went with her, we did lessons and we had our first performance coming up at the House of Blues in Dallas. And she had to go out of town. And so I did the performance alone. <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was nine. And I was so terrified because I was such a shy kid. And so I stepped up on the stage and it was a life-changing moment for me. Just like feeling at home on the stage and singing is something that I never thought that I, I could do, just stemming from just being so scared to talk to people and stuff. And I think that's when I realized that it's what I'm meant to do when I can feel at home on a stage. Wow, that is a great moment. Do you remember what you sang? I sang Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Oh, fellow Texan, of course, yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, who were some other people that made you want to, uh, you know, pick up an instrument and, and write? Any early influences? Yeah, my parents would always have 80s music on in the house. And so I take a lot of 80s influences. I love Depeche Mode, Echo and the yeah. Bunnyman, Blondie, Duran Duran, New Order. So there's a lot of 80s influences in my music. And that's made me want to get into music in the first place, as well as Latin influences as well, because I'm, I'm Cuban American. And so Latin music has been really big for me as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I've... Uh... Big into the 80s. I'm in a big cure phase myself. I'm not oh, sure how much. Oh, I love Oh, yeah. I mean, Disintegration's been on my, uh, on my Spotify list for nonstop the past week or so. Oh, so good. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. 
So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Being four or five years old, it's amazing for me to think that your hands could even be on the keys. That's like, that's amazing. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Or is that sort of banished to a drawer somewhere? Oh my gosh. So I started, when I started singing at nine, I also started songwriting that year too. So my piano teacher taught me how to improvise on the piano. And that same day I came home and I wrote my first song because I was like, I'm tired of singing covers and I want to write something of my own. And it was called Summertime Sweetheart. And it was about a crush that I had on the boy across the pond for me. (laughs) Wait, like a literal pond or like in England? A a pond in Texas. Like there were houses around the pond and he, he was across the pond. Oh my God. That's amazing. I mean, improv is something that I, is just always seems like magic to me. I mean, I always, I, I, I'm very strict. Like I want the root. I want, I want to know the notes to play. I want the chords. Like how do you sort of, I mean, as a songwriter, I mean, what is your process like when you sit down to write? I mean, do you have something in your head that you want to get out through, you know, sort of finding your way on the keys or on the guitar, or do you just experiment and see what happens? It's, it's so varies for me. So sometimes I'll have an idea already. I'll have like either a melody or, or lyrics and I'll go into it and I'll try for those melodies or lyrics. Other times I'll sit down on the piano and I'll just start playing whatever I, I feel or the guitar and I'll start strumming chords at random. It can be anything. And somehow it just starts turning into melodies along with it and lyrics. And then it's a, a full song. And I was saying this earlier to my manager, but I feel like 
when I songwrite, I'm in a completely different headspace. And there's been times where I, I don't remember the process of writing a specific song because I'm just, I, I don't know if I dissociate, I'm just in a different headspace and somehow the song comes out, if that makes sense. So, that's so yeah, cool. that's it's it's kind of a crazy process for me. And then other times I go into the studio with the producer and he starts on a track and then I write the melodies and lyrics on top of it or with a co-writer as well. I love that. I love hearing about all the different ways that people are able to create. Have you ever heard of uh what's it called? Synesthesia? No, I have not. It's this funny thing, and I am not gonna describe it very well, but it's basically people who see like associate colors with different sounds like their their visual and auditory cortexes are somehow like entwined so it's like okay i want i want to i want to play this chord it sounds like it's, i want something that's red to me and you know, okay this one's blue and this one's it's really fascinating there's um I, yeah there's a, a guy named oliver Sachs who is a, a neurosurgeon or neuroscientist and he wrote a book called music Kalia, I think. I forget what it's called, but it's all about just the different ways that the brain processes music. And it's just so interesting to me. So to hear you talk about how you write and you go to this different place, that just that you just really that, seems to sync so up cool. with that. I, I love hearing about other people's processes too. And like things like that, that just shows me, it just proves that music is so amazing and can be so magical and for everyone. Is this something that you do every day? Almost like people, you know, some people jog and some people do yoga. Do you write every day or play every day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I write most days. Do you find that you're, you're going to laugh at me for asking this, almost superstitious about it? Like it's a certain time of day or a certain instrument that, you know, is lucky for lack of a better term? You know, I, I have certain things. I have one thing where if I write a verse and maybe a chorus, and nothing else is coming. I, I just step right away because I <laughs> I don't ever push it too hard because I don't think that's what songwriting is about. And like same with the studio. If you're not feeling it that day or like it doesn't come out fully, you you come back another day and and you try again because it's supposed to be a fun process. It's supposed to be an easy process. So if there's ever a point where I get stuck, I step away and I come back another day and typically it comes out that day. What's your favorite way to reset when you're not, you know, involved with music? What's your favorite thing to do? Just kind of clear your mind and then put it aside for a while. I love going for walks. I walk a lot. My parents and I just walked eight miles on the beach the other day. So my, oh my God, hurt. But I love <laughs> to walk. It's really, really relaxing for me. Um, I'd love to get into reading more. I know there's, there's a bunch of ways to relax and clear your head, but walking is one for me. Do you do meditation? I do not, but I really want to. <laughs> me too, I can't. Everyone says, I know it's so hard for me because my brain is always going and yeah. I'm always thinking about things I need to do or things going on. It's just, it's something I want to get into. Oh yeah, I'm always like, I could take this 10 minutes and actually do the things that are stressing me out and have them check them off my list. Like it just seems counterintuitive to me, but I guess I'm, I'm told that it does a lot of good for a lot of people. So I guess I should try it. Oh, for sure. Wait, when you're working on a song or working on lyrics, I guess I should say, do you get more inspiration from looking outward or looking inward? Mm, that's a good question. I, being a songwriter from such a young age, there is something to say where, like, when I was younger, I would write these songs and people would be like, how can you write songs you've never been through anything? <laughs> like, you don't have these experiences. You've never been heartbroken or 
cheated on or whatever. And I would just say that I, I take inspiration from the world around me, from people around me, even TV shows and movies like the Queen's Gambit, exactly. So I, I just take things, I take in information and then whether it's intentional or not, I can write songs from it. You mentioned your your Cuban American heritage a moment ago. I mean, music in Cuba, it, it's, I mean, not only is it the best, I mean, it, it, it's formative. I mean, that's what we're going to rock and roll is based on all those Cuban rhythms and stuff. I mean, tell me more about like, did you grow up with a lot of uh, Cuban music in the house? Oh, for sure. My, you know, my dad, he immigrated here from Cuba with my abuelo and abuela and my, my aunts, my, yeah, my aunts, and they came here in search of, you know, better life. It was during Castro's reign, but it was very sad for them to leave Cuba because of the culture and, and the family values and the music and everything. And it's such, it's such a thing that I carry with me in my heart every day in my life and in my music. It's something that I was really inspired by growing up hearing it. You know, my, my abuelo always had reggaeton and cumbia and, and flamenco music and jazz Uh. on the house. And so I'd go there and it was such like a, just a wonderful blast of culture. And like me being a little girl, I just, I took from it a lot and I learned from it. And I, I love it. I love being Cuban American. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, yeah, that stays with you. Have you ever have you ever been? Have you ever been to Cuba? No. My family and I have talked about going, especially because it's almost like when they left, you know, the cars are the same and the, the music on every corner. And so I think going would be a really magical experience. And so we we've talked about it for sure. Yeah, no, that's some place I've, I've always wanted to go for that reason. I mean, the music and just, you know, the, the, the cars and just all the details and everything. It seems like such a fascinating place to, to visit. Wow. Oh, I mean, it's so cool. I, uh, I wanted to ask you, I, <laughs> I know I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but I'm so curious to hear what you say. You have such an incredible, um, just diverse list of influences. Who's on your list of people that you're absolutely dying to collaborate with? Is there a, you know, a short list? Oh, I have so many. Um, well, I'd love to collaborate with Rosalia because oh, yeah. she is amazing. I think she's an amazing Latin artist. And then, you know, Taylor Swift, of course, and, and <laughs> people that I grew up listening to as well. Even Elton John would be insane, you know, being a pianist as well. He's crazy. Carol King was another influence for me, too. Oh, as tapestry. a songwriter, she's literally so crazy, but I, I I really want to collaborate with many people. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, Carol King. Oh my God. I mean, we uh, just watched the um, the performance of, of Beautiful, the, the Broadway show recently. I mean, what, Wait, what a I badass. Oh, it's so cool. I mean, just the number of songs that she wrote, not only for other people, but then you start getting into stuff like Tapestry she did for herself. I mean, what a gift. She she's not human. I don't. <laughs> gotta be from another world. Have you ever met her? No. Oh my gosh. I, I would. I... Oh, we gotta set that up. We gotta make that happen. Right, put that energy out there. I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting it. <laughs> well, speaking of putting it out there, you have an EP coming shortly, Baby Maybe, uh, which I believe the title came partially from a dream. Do I have that right? Yes, you have that right. My my manager, she is amazing. Her name is Veronica Zelli as well. It's Frank Simonetti is my manager as well. And, and Veronica called me and she 
was like, oh my gosh, I had the title idea in my dream last night. And I'm like, okay, okay. And yeah, Baby Maybe, it stems from a lyric in one of my songs. And we just think it's simple and a great title for the project. What else can you tell us about the uh, the tracks on it? I know there's a, uh, a ballad on it that uh, I want to hear more about. Yeah, so it's a lot of Checkmate is going to be on it, as well as Forever Yours, my, my previous song with Casper Magico. And there's going to be a lot of... It's so hard to describe. It's, it's really fun. There's some fun songs on there that I'm super excited about. And as well as the ballad, which is so special to me. I'm that one. I think I might be most excited to release as well as the next single I have coming out. That's coming very, very soon. That one is super special. So I'm really excited. And I think people are going to really connect with the project. What's next? Is there, is there a date for that yet? Or, uh, no, we, we're, we're literally deciding the date right now, but it, is coming very soon. I'm going to announce it very soon. Coming soon. All right. We can't wait. Jenna, thank you so much for your time today. It's such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. You're awesome. I really oh, appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for your, your music. I can't wait to, uh, to see you on the road soon, hopefully. Yes, I, I really hope so. I hopefully COVID, you know, <laughs> yeah. can allow me for that. But everyone's starting to tour again. So hopefully I will get out there soon. Oh, absolutely. Hope you come through New York. Of course, I, I definitely <laughs> would. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside the Studio, a production of iHeartRadio. For more episodes of Inside the Studio or other fantastic shows, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.